Good morning. Welcome to Olive Branch this morning. We are so grateful that you're here for the first Sunday in 2020. We want to make this a great year, and we want you to be a part of it. And we want to do our best to be faithful to God in the next year, to bring Him honor and glory as, the way, as we live here in this community. We're very grateful for the opportunity that we have today to be together. If you are visiting, as always, we invite you to come back. We're so grateful that you have chosen to be here today. Uh, we would encourage you to come back tonight. Uh, we will meet again at 6 p.m. We'd love to have you in our services tonight as we worship God again on the first day of the week. We're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 in just a moment or two. Before we look at this, I do want to make mention of the fact that on Tuesday evening, we're going to begin an evangelism class. It will begin at 6.20, concluding at 7 p.m. And we would love to have you present. There are no age limitations. Uh, we'd love to have any and all. Uh, we understand the value of time and the fact that many of us have things that are going on. And so we promise to get you in and out very quickly. Uh, ben has done a great job of coordinating this effort. And I know that this coming Tuesday night will be a great evening. Uh, again, as we begin the new year, we want to encourage everyone to be a part of this. We want to do our best to reach out to others and to share the gospel of Christ with them. In our study today, we're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. If you do not have a copy of the lesson, I would encourage you to get a copy. It is in the foyer, and we always try to put copies of the lessons out there so that you can have notations of what has been discussed during our worship hour. In our study today, what I want us to do is to take a test. Teachers often use tests to measure the progress of their students. And I understand that many of us probably are not necessarily inclined to enjoy taking tests. I never relished tests when I was in school. And many of the reasons why students do not relish tests, as you well know, is they're unprepared. I want you to think for a minute or two with me today about 2019. And think about some of the things that you have experienced over the course of the past year. The highs and the lows. The joys and the frustrations that you have experienced. Think about opportunities that have been realized and some that were never seized upon. Think about all the things that you've done over the course of the last year. We understand that 2019 is history. And no matter how much we would like to go back sometimes and rewrite history, the fact of the matter is it's not possible, is it? Sometimes what we have to do is to be willing to let go of the past, to choose to not live in the past, and to live every day to the very fullest. 
There are no doubt many of us that have made mistakes over the course of the past year. Maybe, maybe we haven't been exactly what we wanted to be. It may be the case that we're not exactly where we want to be, spiritually speaking. Nonetheless, God has blessed us with a new year, and hopefully and prayerfully we can make whatever necessary adjustments are needed in life to be where we ought to be. So as you reflect back upon the course of this year, and as you think about how you've lived, what I want to do today is to ask a series of ten questions. Now many of you have probably, in the work world, have had a review at the end of the year. Many of us, at the end of the year, after the first of the year, we will sit down with our employer, maybe our manager, our supervisor, our immediate boss, and he or she will go over the course of the past year. They'll talk about some of the things that we've done that have been productive. It may be the case that they're going to praise us for some things that we've done extremely well. It might be that there are some areas in our employment that need to be improved. It might be, for some, a last chance to get it right. What I want you to think about today, imagine you are sitting down, and you're not just talking to any human person, but you're sitting down and you're talking to the Lord. And He's the one evaluating your life. He's going over 2019. And He is scrutinizing how you've lived, what you've said, where you've been, what you've been involved in, what you haven't been involved in. Now, the questions that we're asking, they're not anything new, all rooted in Scripture. So as we think about taking this examination, and again, imagine if you can, you're sitting face to face with Jesus. And He is going over your life in 2019. I want to ask you a question. What's He going to say to you? Question number one. Is the kingdom of God first in your life? The Lord Jesus Christ has taught in Matthew 6, verse 33, that we are to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And He said, all these things shall be added unto you. Now that's not very difficult to understand. The word first in this context means before anything else. Now you have to understand something. The Lord knows all. He sees all. And as we ask this question, we're not asking what, what this verse means to your neighbor. 
We're not asking what this verse means to the person sitting next to you, to your son, your daughter, your husband, your wife, your grandparents. No, we're asking you individually. Each of us must give an account of ourselves to God. And so if the Lord were to ask today, over the course of 2019, were you seeking first the kingdom? Would you say yes or no? And then, let me just add this. Remember Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, by their fruits you shall know them. Talk is cheap. It's one thing to claim to be something. It is altogether different to act upon what we claim to be. In Colossians chapter 3 at verse 4, Paul talked about his relationship to the Lord. And Paul said, for Christ who is our life. Had you and I been able to sit down with the Apostle Paul and have asked him at any point in time in his life, Paul was the kingdom first in your life, what do you think he would have said? I have no doubt he would have said absolutely. So it's the kingdom first. Has it been first in your life in 2019? Number two, is your love for God hot, cold, or lukewarm? Those are the only possibilities. Do you remember when the Lord surveyed the church at Laodicea? When the Lord looked at that congregation of His people in the first century, He said, I could wish that you were hot or cold. But He said, you are lukewarm. So how would you evaluate your love for God? Do you love God with all of your heart, soul, and mind, as Jesus said in Matthew 22? Do you love Him as John said in 1 John chapter 5? This is the love of God that we keep His commandments. His commandments are not grievous, 1 John 5 verse 3. Do you love Him because He first loved you? You have to answer that question. So if the Lord were to ask you today, and again, He's sitting across the table, He's looking at your life over 2019. You remember when the Lord appeared to Peter and the disciples after His resurrection? And He said to Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Do you remember what Peter said? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. The word that Peter used for love in that context didn't mean that sacrificial love, agape love. But rather what Peter was saying is, Lord, you know I like you. So how would you classify your love? Do you like the Lord or do you love the Lord? 
Is your love for Him hot? Or is it cold? You have no love for Him. Is your love for Him indifferent? You just really don't feel hot or cold. Number three. Did your faith grow in 2019? Are you stronger today than you were this time last year? Do you remember in Luke chapter 17, verse 5, the apostles said to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. Suggesting that our faith can grow, can it? That our faith can flourish. So when you look at your faith over the past 12 months, and we're talking about our spiritual barometer here, has your faith grown over the past 12 months? And if not, why? Why hasn't your faith grown? Is it because you've lacked the necessary tools? Is it because you have lacked desire? Is it because something has interfered with your spiritual growth that has disabled you, prevented you from growing as you should have grown in the past year? Is there a valid reason why your faith hasn't grown in the past 12 months? Is it because you don't pay attention when you come on the first day of the week? Is it because you don't come to Bible class regularly? Is it because you don't study the Bible regularly? Is it because you don't pray regularly? Is it because you're not trying to grow in your trust and faith in God? Got to be a reason. So has your faith grown in 2019? Let me give you a fourth question. And this is tied to the third. Has your knowledge of God and His Word increased? Are you more knowledgeable today than you were 12 months ago? Either you've grown spiritually or you haven't. Either you are more knowledgeable today or you're not. Now listen to what Peter said. Peter, writing to new Christians, said, As a newborn baby, desire the sincere milk of the Word that you might grow thereby. Peter would go on to say in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we know that we're supposed to grow. We know that there's a correlation between our faith and God's Word and our study and steady diet of that Word. So are you more knowledgeable today than you were this time last year? Now I want to ask you a question. And imagine the Lord Jesus is sitting across you and He's asking you these questions. And so He asks you, is it because 
You didn't read my word every day? Is it because you weren't meditating on my truth day and night as the psalmist did in Psalm 1-1? I mean, there has to be a reason, doesn't there? Is it because of a lack of interest? Is it because of a lack of desire? Is it because we're indifferent to the faith? I mean, are we just going through the motions, just kind of punching a, a time card? Are you more knowledgeable? You know, sometimes if we're not careful, we have the attitude steady as she goes. And we just kind of float through life. We don't increase in our faith. We don't increase in our knowledge of God's Word. Do you remember the Hebrew Christians in Hebrews chapter 5? When the writer said, they had reached a point in their spiritual lives when they should have been teachers. But he said, you have need that someone teach you the first principles of the oracles of God. They needed somebody to teach them the first principles, the ABCs of Christianity. If you've been in the faith for any time and you still don't know who built the church, who's the head of the church, what a person needs to do to become a child of God, and you can't spout that out, I'll let you know something. There's a problem. There's a problem. Something is not right. Number five. Are you busy in the kingdom of God? Have you been busy in the kingdom of God over the course of 2019? Let me just ask it like this. What have you done by way of being engaged in the work of the church over 2019? What have you done? Have you done anything? Now, you know, the Bible tells us that we've been saved to serve, Ephesians 2, verse 10. James said that he would show his faith by his works in James 2. Paul would write in Titus chapter 2, verse 14, that we're to be zealous of good works. And we've talked about the work of the church, the Great Commission. And as we think about being involved in the work of the church, we can be involved in evangelism. We can be involved in a teaching program where we're trying to edify and build up members of the church of Christ. There are various acts a benevolence that we engage in. As Jesus said, I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was naked, you gave me something to wear. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was sick and in prison, you came into me. Over the course of the past 12 months, what have you done to advance the cause of Christ? What have you done that would show the world that you're a member of the body of Christ. Have you been involved in the work of the church in some capacity over 2019? Powerful question, isn't it? And listen, if you think I'm tough, I got news for you. There's somebody a lot tougher than I am. It's called the Lord. 
I'd rather answer these questions today than I would to stand before him one day. Wouldn't you? This is the opportunity to get it right today. Number six. If you talk to anybody about Jesus over the course of the last 12 months, have you said anything to anyone about the Lord in the last 12 months? Didn't Jesus say, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations? Look, He wasn't just talking to preachers, was He? Was it just talking to the elders? Was it just talking to deacon? No, He's talking to every member of His kingdom, isn't He? So who have you talked to? You know, Christianity is a taught religion. People can't obey what they don't know. We have the greatest message in the world. It's the gospel. It is a liberating message. It is a message that brings peace and hope to a lost and dying world, and we're going to keep it to ourselves? Imagine Jesus saying, you know me personally, and you know all the benefits and blessings that I have given you in your life, and you mean to tell me you're going to keep me a secret? So who have you taught? You encouraged anybody to come to services? The Bible study? Have you just said something to someone at some time? Number seven, do you pray regularly? Sadly, sometimes prayer is just an emergency. Jesus said that men ought to always pray and not to faint or not grow weary in Luke 18, 1. Prayer ought to be a regular part of your Christian life. We talked just a minute ago about growing in our knowledge of God's Word. That, that study is important because God is speaking to us. Prayer affords us the opportunity to speak to Him. You have the opportunity to go before the Creator of the ends of the earth, and you haven't taken the time to pray? If you're married, and you didn't talk to your spouse for six months, what kind of a relationship would you say you have? I can tell you what kind of relationship you would have. You wouldn't have one. So when's the last time you prayed regularly? Do you pray regularly? Paul said, continue steadfastly in prayer, watching therein with thanksgiving. That means it is a daily part of life, isn't it? And you look at the life of the Lord Jesus, Jesus spent time in prayer. Mark chapter 1, the Bible says He arose a great while before day, went out to a solitary place, and there prayed. Luke 6, before He selected the apostles, He spent the night in prayer to God. In the Garden of Gethsemane, He's praying unto God the Father about His impending death. Jesus trusted in prayer. And if we're to walk in His footsteps, don't you think we ought to be people of prayer? How much time have you spent in prayer in 2019? For whom have you prayed? 
Have you prayed for the church? Have you prayed for the elders, the preachers, the deacons, the teachers? Have you prayed for your family? Have you prayed for your children? Have you prayed for your spouse? Have you prayed for the lost? Are you a person of prayer? Number eight, are you a light for God in the world? Have you been a light for God? Does someone know in this community that you're a member of the body of Christ? Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Either people see you as a light for God or you are dark. Jesus wrote, or rather, Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 5. And he said, you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. If people in this world, in this community, do not see the light of Christ in you, look, something's wrong. Something is amiss in your life. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He that followeth after me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Are you a light in a darkened world? Imagine Jesus asking you that. Imagine Jesus asking you, where's your light? Number nine. Have you been regular in worship and Bible study? Have you been regular in worship and Bible study over the course of 2019? Do you have a lot of no-shows? Look. If you haven't been here, then really the question is why? If you're not faithful in your worship and Bible study, is that not indicative of your heart? How regular are you? How irregular have you been? There are some folks, I have no doubt, unless something unforeseeable happens, they're going to be here every time the doors are open. And I won't just be dead honest right now. And there are some folks, I don't know if you'll be here or not. Could the Lord count on you? Could He count on you to be what you ought to be in this church? Number 10. I want you to think about this. Are you a Christian example at home, at work, at school? in the community, and in this congregation. Paul said, let no one despise your youth, but be an example of the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity.
How is your example? Do you demonstrate Christianity? I'm not talking about perfection here. None of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. But I'm just saying, on the whole, when people look at your life, do they see in you, as Paul said, Christ living in you daily? Either people do or don't. Either you are a Christian example, listen, or you're not. If you use filthy language, you're not a Christian example. If you have habits that are unbecoming of a child of God, you're not a Christian example. If you're out drinking and smoking and acting like the devil's people, you are not a Christian example. Not at all. If you're dishonest and you're out living like the devil, then you've got problems. Now, I'm not sure that any of these particular questions carry any more weight than the other. And I'm not going to tell you whether you pass or fail. That's on you. But I can tell you this. If you have a problem with any of these questions, please listen very carefully. You have a problem. Did you get what I just said? If you have a problem with any one of these questions, you have a problem. It's just that simple. You got a problem. Now you can either do something about it, or you can wave me off and say, you know what, the old guy doesn't know what he's talking about and going about your happy way. And hey, that's that's your that's your prerogative. But I'm here to tell you, there's coming a day when you will have to give an account to the judge of all the earth for these questions. You can blow me off if you want to. You won't blow him off. You will not blow the Lord Jesus Christ off. You will not refuse to stand in his presence. You will not refuse to bow in his presence. Test had been taken. Where do you stand? If you're not a Christian today, I beg you to obey the gospel today. God's grace has allowed you to see 2020. You may not see 2021. You need to repent of your sins and be baptized into Christ and let God add you to His church today. Today is a day of salvation. 2 Corinthians 6, 2. Now I want to say this. If you have the problems that we talked about with regard to this little test, the real question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Are you willing to take the initiative to get things on track are you just going to keep, keep running the same course you're running? Living how you're living and living unprepared. I would plead with you today
carefully, carefully consider these questions. And I want to encourage you, if you need to make some changes, you need to make them, make them now. Don't wait before it's too late. So we stand and sing.